Hello and welcome to the 22 episode of The Rock Show And today we're talking about a very um, fun band The special and they had 129 incantation of the special Yeah. Uh, also special AKAs they were also like the Fun Boys, something, right? Fun Boys? Well, Fun Boy 3 was like an offshoot yeah. from the original single. But yeah, I mean, the specials, um, they're a ska band, okay? Um, oh, they're but they were also like a reggae band. Yeah, ska, you... ska reggae band. Um, they formed in 77 yes. when uh, songwriter and keyboardist Jerry Dahmers put together a band with vocalist Tim Strickland, guitarist and vocalist Linval Golding, drummer Silverton Hutchman, and bassist Horace Panther, also known as Horace the Gentleman. And they were from Coventry in England. Yeah. <laughs> um, they would go through a variety of like different incarnations, different personnel. Uh, in fact, right off the bat, uh, the lead vocalist um, Strickland would be replaced by Terry Hall, and he would be kind of like the one that everybody would remember. They had yeah. success in the late 70s and early 80s. Um, just to understand what they're about, okay? Um, but they were, they were so, they were like a very, very, that's definitely Scott. They were definitely reggae. They were definitely punk. There were so yeah, many, they, it, they, they, was, there were so many genres. Like, you got you to gotta understand what was going on in England at that time. Uh, punk was, was kind of dying down a little bit. It was, it was kind of morphing into different things. You had new wave. Um, and so it was kind of getting watered down with that and you had the specials which kind of came out of the whole like rock against racism thing yeah okay and uh, that was that was something that uh, was really more of a British thing that rock against racism because they were actually having serious problems um with uh, you know neo Nazis and yeah. the National Front and yes. the UK and all that and um, a lot of bands would get together they would be like uh, reggae, soul, punk bands, jazz bands, all this stuff, and they would play under the moniker of rock against racism and have these like shows with all these bands playing. And the specials came out of that. Um, originally, they were called the Automatics, or sometimes the Coventry Automatics. Um, one of the vocalists, Neville Staple, and guitarist Roddy Byers would uh, join in 1978. And the specials were born. In fact, they were actually called the Specials, A.K.A. Yeah. At first. Yep. Okay. And they would use that moniker a bunch of times. Uh, they would go back and forth between A.K.A. and just Specials. Joe Stroma turned out to be a big fan right off the bat. He went to go see them. Uh, and The Clash, this was in 78 or so. Uh, and The Clash were uh, on doing their on-parole tour. And he just grabbed them up and took them on tour with them. And then they got some national exposure in the UK. They but wouldn't you know, have gotten They had like seven top hits, seven top singles right away. Like yeah. They had seven consecutive top ten singles, which is unheard of for a new band and like the way they did it. Yeah, and, and they did it on their own terms because they, they started their own label. And you want to hear something funny? Yeah. They just took an album called Encore. Encore, the new, the new album. A new album. Yeah. And I was listening to the album before I came to yeah. work, and they do a great, they do the redemption song, they do Ghost yep. Town, yep. they do yep. a message yep. to Rudy. Yep. It's yep. Both, yep. And I'm going, these songs are all fucking great. Oh, yeah. And this album, the new album's already number one. It's the first number one. It's the first number one album since 1980. <laughs> Can you believe that? Amazing. Amazing. Look, that just shows the state of music today, that everybody's willing to listen to these old bands and give them a really big shot. That's why you're seeing a lot of these bands come back, 
because people are looking for good music and everything, and they're yeah. hearing it now. But uh, when they went on tour with the Clash, that that gave uh, gave them a lot of exposure, and um, this would. Uh, Basically, well, let me let me let me get into a little bit of, like what ska is, okay? So you understand, because it's kind of like a genre that's not big in the states. Uh, it has its followings, but it's way bigger in England. Okay, ska would originate in Jamaica in the late '50s and early '60s. Now, it would carry over by the mid '60s, late '60s into England, because there was a lot of Jamaican immigrants. They would bring the music over to the UK when they went back to, to England, and uh, it was a it was a genre that uh, was based around sound systems. There would be you know DJs would set up these big sound systems, and they would be playing this this ska music, which was kind of like a. a, a, a a precursor to reggae. It was a faster beat yeah. than reggae. It's reggae like is very, a lot slower. Very upbeat, very it's an upbeat like, thing. It's an upbeat thing. But it's when a you play very danceable music. Exactly. But the the thing about it and reggae also is you know your bass lines when when you're playing them they're on and off beat. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like a, a quirky kind of sound. Yeah. All right. And you had guys like Prince Buster, Clement Cox on Dodd, uh, guys like that that would eventually be big reggae. Musicians and producers and stuff like that, but they started out in the, in the ska world. But the way that, and also they were, they were talking about, I, I was reading something about the way they were, they were very, uh, they were informing about politics and social stand, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they were like dressed like mobster. They've had well, they penny loafers. That, that was that was what they was were called, rude boys. The rude boy. That was called the rude boy look. <laughs> I love yeah. that. And that that all originated in the sixties. Yeah, that was nineteen sixty. Okay. Yeah. And they would bring it back in the late seventies, early eighties. So it was it was it was like a next generation kind of getting yeah. into it. Um, you know, they wore it was like a mod outfit. Yeah. If you remember the early Who, yeah, the they mod. would they would dress like that. Yeah. Okay, skinny ties and everything. Yep. Um, in early 79, drummer Hutchinson would leave and be replaced by a guy named John Bradbury. Keyboardist Dammers formed the two-tone record label that year, yeah. okay? And they released the fan's first single called Gangsters. Gangsters. They didn't have an album yet, just a single, okay? And it was basically a reworking of Prince Buster's song Al Capone. Yeah. Um, it went top ten. It went top ten. And then later in 79, using uh, the name The Specials again. Actually, I think uh, Gangsters was done on The Specials, a.k.a. Yeah, okay. the, the Special... Right, a.k.a. Yeah. But then they used The Specials name in 79, later in 79, when they released the first album, just called yeah, The Special. The Special. Yeah. That's actually a very good album. Yeah, I heard produced it, by Elvis yeah. Costello. Yep. Okay, who we all know. And, and he was a big fan of that music right off the bat as well. Uh, and for, for them to be able to land a guy like Costello, Stello to produce the album, their first album. They definitely had some good notoriety going on. Um, and in that album was when they introduced some horn players to the band. Uh, there was a guy named Dick Cuthell and Rico Rodriguez. They were brought in to play horns. And that would kind of solidify that sound. Okay, they didn't yep. have horns at first. But with that album, they but pretty much like if um the most the, the thing I get to play like the mighty mighty Bostonian, uh, mighty mighty Boston, Boston, yeah, no, pretty much Scotch band. That's a, that's a ska band. That's a ska that band that started in the nineties. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, late eighties, maybe nineties. Yeah. Um, definitely yeah. specials influence. They have to. Be oh yeah, definitely. Because when I saw them, I was like, "Holy shit, these guys were definitely influenced by this." But they, you know what? They, if you ever want to see a fun, easy show, yeah. they, they, they don't have a bad song. They don't have a great song, but they don't have a bad song no, either. I mean, I mean, look. The, but it's danceable. It's danceable. It's, it's good. It's good. Fun music to hear in a club. Yeah. Okay. And it's danceable. That's yep. it, if you're into that. Yep. Um, now you think about the songs on that that first album, okay? Message to you, Rudy. <laughs> that's a okay. great song. There's a song called Nightclub on Night there, Club, yeah. Right, and that's got uh, that one would have Chrissy Hind on backing vocals from the Pretenders. Oh wow! She was another person that jumped on that ska reggae thing right away when in the UK. Um, then you had the song Monkey Man. Which Monkey was, Man, right, great toots, song. Toots and the Maytals, and uh, they did it originally. I saw them a few weeks ago. Um, that would later be covered by Amy Winehouse. And she did a good version. Yeah, she did do a yeah. good version. Next year would be 1980, and they would come out with an EP called Too Much Too Young. They would go back to using the specials, a.k.a. name again. Yeah. Uh, the title track, Too Much Too Young, was a song about teen pregnancy, and it went to number one. Uh, they also did a cover of The Guns of Navarone, which was originally done by the Jamaican band The Scatterlights. Um they were ready to release a second album and they did that following year and it was called More Specials. On that album they had some interesting backing vocalists. Uh, a girl named Belinda Carlisle, Carlisle Jane Whelan, and uh, Charlotte Caffey. You would all know them as the Go-Go's. Okay, so that album for some reason didn't shot that well. I guess they had a bit of a sophomore jinx with that one. Um, but Dammers uh, claims that there was problems in the band beginning at that time, infighting and stuff. And I think they just didn't put a lot into it. So they saw the problem with the album, even though it was out, it wasn't doing well. They decided to put out a single, a non-album single, okay? And that would be Ghost Town. Ghost Town I mean, and great, that, that great. just you know, picked them song. right up from yep. the problems they were having and that went to number one in 1981 I think now if you get the um, most special album I it's think they it. include Ghost yeah. Town now yeah. because I mean, a, lot of that, a lot of that stuff's been remastered you can pick it up Boogie Lives Boogie Lives alright take care Boogie um, so uh, what you say, Belinda Carlisle? The Gogos came out that, that of the special? A, no, no, they were fans. The Gogos existed at that point. Yeah. But they went to England to just be do backing vocals for the special. I, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew yeah, that. That's how much they did. Like Christina. You know, that, that'll be it. Um, I think next next week we're gonna do the jam. Then we're probably gonna do the two parts of David Bowie. After yeah. David Bowie, I think we should do a little thing on the Pretenders. Absolutely, I think they're a very underrated Absolutely. band. I don't very, think they get no, enough. I'm a, I'm a big fan, especially the first Let's couple of albums. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you know, I just read her uh, last year. I read her autobiography, and uh, it was fucking fascinating. Yeah, it really was. It was she, you know, she's got a, a really interesting story. Um, yeah, I'd love to do it on Pretenders later in the month or yeah. next month or yeah. something. We got a lot coming up. Yeah, also social D. Social D. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that the following week. Oh, yeah, you know, we got and we got some interesting special things we're gonna talk about yeah. too. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ghost Town would come out and be a number one hit, but the conflicts within the band uh, were still there, even though they had a number one. And Staples and Howlin' Gooling uh, would leave and form. Uh, 
what do you call it? Hall, I'm sorry. Staples Hall, the lead singer, and Golding would leave and form Funboy 3. Now, when Hall left to be in Funboy 3, he was the lead singer in that too. They did a cover of the Go-Go's All Lips Are Sealed. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is like a slower version. Of, I wasn't a big fan of that offshoot, but it was very popular for a while. They also worked with Banana Rama. Oh, Banana Rama. You know what's funny about the special? They had so many fucking band members. And all these guys went on to form like their own bands, do their own thing. And it's all like a group of guys. The only yeah. one that I think that never came back into the industry was Dammer. Because he followed a political career, right? Well, he, yeah, he went into po- like a political activism yeah. uh, later on. Only well, a couple years later. Right, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. Um, between 82 and 84, they would be very active. But yeah. They would have different incarnations. Yeah. And they released a single with singer Rhoda Dakar on vocals. Uh, she was very popular. Um, there, it was called The Boiler. The Boiler. All right. Now, I, I posted this last night as the lumped up song of the night. I told that. Did you listen to it? Uh, no, I did not. A very, it's a very controversial song even to this day. Basically, it's this ska beat in the background, and she's just talking over it. Okay? It's not even rapping. Right? She's no, talking. she's talking. She's talking. Uh, very reminiscent of, like, The Gift by The Velvet Underground. She's just kind of talking to the song. And it's about she met this guy in a store and she was buying clothes and the guy offers to buy the clothes for her he ends up taking her out that night to some club and then he buy her drinks whatever and then he convinces her to go back to his place they're walking back she kind of doesn't want to go and he like rapes her in the street like in an alley or something like that and at the end of the song the last probably 30 seconds to a minute of the song is her just screaming that she's getting raped help help you know and screaming and it's like you li- it's a six seven minute song and you know it, I think like the BBC didn't know what to do with that song they actually played it on it was, might have been on Top of the Pops they actually performed it Wow. And uh, it didn't get a lot of airplay but even with that it still got to number 35 yep okay so it was still very popular um, there was another song called Jungle Music uh, another single called War Crimes and a single called Racist Friend, which would make it to number 60 in the UK. Uh, 1984, they would come out with another studio album called In the Studio. In the Studio. And Dakar would sing on that. And that would be the album with uh, Free Nelson Mandela. And that got to number nine. Now, with that song, I think. Uh, you know, you got to take it all into context. It was the 80s. Uh, there was a lot of enlightenment about what was going on in South Africa and everything at the time. Nelson Mandela was still in jail. And so it was a protest song, basically, yeah. Free Nelson Mandela. And uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's got very interested in political activism at that time. So he basically, you know, killed the band. He left. And uh, yeah, the song was called Free Nelson Mandela. Free Nelson Mandela, right. yeah. It, it, it was, was a top 10 hit. Yep. A top 10 hit. Um, no, no. It would be, uh, you know, the 80s were interesting with all that. Uh, like I told you before, I was watching the, uh, the Queen movie yesterday. Okay? Yeah. And I'll just talk about it for a second, change gears for a minute. I, I'm not a big Queen fan. Okay, I like a couple of songs. Now, this is maybe blasphemy. I just never really got into them too much. They're one of these bands you can't really criticize. Okay, but watching the movie, I had like a little bit more respect for Freddie Mercury, uh, what he went through. You know what I think? I think the this is what I want to say about the movie. Yeah, I love the guy that played Freddie Mercury. Oh, he was great. But the movie was shit. Yeah. 
Because uh, they, 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 they try yeah. to make it a movie. They try not to go into the hole that he was gay and all this. They made him very clean. He had like a... Well, they sugarcoated a, they they sugar a lot of it because his, his reputation... And were, yeah, and they did a lot of stuff that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't true. And it's yeah. like, you're looking at the movie like, this is crap. Yeah, yeah. And I hate to shit out no, no. every, Everybody loves the movie. Yeah. And a lot of people were very upset it? that... Why do you? Sh- I did not shit on the movie. The guy won an Oscar for the fucking movie. Did he win or he got? He won. He got. He won. He won a best actor. Wow. And because he was the best thing about the movie, but yeah, the movie it was, was shit. It was a perfect cast. And people are like, oh, sorry, uh, again, sorry. I didn't. I didn't love the movie because I'm just not a Queen fan, so it's hard to love it. Okay, because of the music and stuff. But like, I did think that the guy that played Mercury did a great. You know. He was, he, he, was, was perfect, he was fantastic. He was great. So it carried it enough. I thought the second half of the movie was, was a little more interesting than the first half. Yeah. Um, then they end with the Farm Aid concert. Well, that's not Farm Aid, Live Aid. Oh, Live Aid. That's, that's yeah. why I'm thinking yeah. of it, okay, because we're talking about the 80s, you know, and, and Live Aid and all that. And uh, I remember sitting there watching Live Aid. You know, it was, it was a huge thing. Everybody yeah. watched it. Was it was on TV, like, for a bunch of hours. It was on TV for, like, 12 hours. Yeah, it was crazy. It started was, at, like, 7 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Because they were because there were shows in England and in Philadelphia at the same everywhere. Time. Yeah, it was crazy. and it, it was kind of cool watching them recreate that a little bit in that movie. You know, just with the whole uh, the crowd scenes and everything. And and I remember watching Queen at that time, and and they really kind of nailed it the way it looked. Yeah. You know, and the guy that played Brian May looked so much, <laughs> much, much like much Brian like May. Him, yeah. That haircut, man, I was like, that perm is perfect. Um, and another movie I watched yesterday was the uh, the Elton John movie, The Rocket, the Rocket Man. Man. And I watched these two back to back. Not the and guy from Korea. No, not the little <laughs> Rocket Man. This is the, 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 the regular Rocket Man. The regular Rocket Man, Elton John. <laughs> and uh, that movie I liked. I liked. I, I liked it. Movie. I liked it more than the Queen movie. I haven't uh, seen that movie. I thought but it was well done. Good. I thought it was well done. And I'm not a big Elton fan either. I like. Basically, the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album, and maybe like one that's or two great, other that's songs. That's a great fucking album. Yeah, and yeah, listen to listening to it. When I listen to it, I listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah, because it's like a concept album in a way, you know. And uh, but I'm not a, I'm not a big Elton fan, but I just appreciated what he went through because I didn't realize he had such kind of like almost like blue collar upbringing you know it was like a lower middle class kind of thing yeah. his father left him and when he was a kid and that's what fucked him up and everything and made him act a certain way and yeah. all that and uh, just Maybe it was interesting very well done uh, but okay getting back to uh, basically the end of the specials here um, Jerry uh, Jerry Dahmer would would get into political activism a lot of yeah. like the Nelson Mandela stuff yeah. and other causes uh, so th- over the years they would reunite there would be a lot of lineup changes there would be a few albums over the years but it, back in this year now the Encore album came out yeah but they had today's special they had oh, Guilty yeah. Till Proven Innocent oh yeah they There's had skin, five or six, five Skinhead or Girl, yep, yep. Conquering Rooter, and then Encore is like the album that came out. The, 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 the but they were like thing. all different, all different singers yeah. and all you know different. But lineups. the thing is, they were very strong from 1977 to 1984. Then they split and yeah. they get back together in 1993 for something, and yeah. then they break up again, come back to 96. Right, yeah. They would break up, get back together, have a lot of lineup changes. That yeah. was, you know, that was the one thing that probably. Was a distraction, I think, for the band. They probably could have been even bigger. Oh yeah, but they had so many ups and downs. Now, Two Tone Records would be dissolved in 1986. Um, 
but the music that they that Two Tone put out lives on today. Uh, this, there's a there's a ska band called the Selector. They're actually coming around again in September. It's a great band. Uh, Madness was on Two Tone. Yeah. Okay, our house and yeah, all that, right? House, yep. Uh, the English beat. Yeah. And even Elvis Costello did a couple of songs for uh, for Two Tone as well. It's amazing how how so many things came out of one little group. Yep. Yep. And one they had the, the the great thing about Two Tone is they had the full backing of Chrysalis Records to distribute everything. So they really. Uh, they were lucky in that way. They were able to get that music out. There. I just think they had commercial success right off the bat. They like, did. Because there was such they, a different. They, they did because they were they were great musicians. They were on the right side of politics and everything. There was nothing. I mean, they were controversial, but it was in a good way. But the thing is, also with them, like you be listen to one punk song, then the other day out of nowhere, you listen to like this fucking reggae song, then you listen to like a Scott song, then you listen to like rock and roll. It's like weird. It's all over the place. And it's like ten guys in the band. Yeah, you know what I mean. Seeing them live was amazing. So. That's about it. That's all I got today. Um, so what we're going to do this week, um, what we got coming up? Well, tonight, uh, if you want to go out, there's uh, a band called Off. It's O-F-F exclamation point, Off. Yeah. And it's a punk rock, hardcore supergroup. You got Keith Morris from the Circle Jerks. He also sang with Black Flag. He's, 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 a, yeah, he's the lead singer And uh, Stephen McDonald from Red Cross A couple other guys Great band I might go there tonight Check that out La Poison Rouge uh, also, That's a great venue Yeah Most of the old village underground Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Also uh, Friday night at uh, You got Broken Time Machine Adriana's band is playing at the Red Room KGB's I'm going to see if I make it there I'm going to try to make about that About 9 o'clock Yeah Album of the week Okay, there's going to be a best of, the best of the specials. Now, there's been quite a few best ofs, but this particular one, if you could find it, it's from 2008. Uh, it's about 20 songs, I think, and uh, it comes with a DVD. And you can get it without the DVD, but get, get it with the DVD, because it's got like videos and live stuff and everything. It's worth it. It's, it's worth um, it. it's um. It also has some of the singles that weren't on the albums, like Gangsters, album. oh, yeah. Ghost Town. Ghost Town. Yeah, you know. Um, I also I think if you're also a fan of the special, you should totally buy the new album, the Uncle album. Is yeah, it's good. They got some good songs. It's they good. Do they, a good they do yeah, they, they redid some older ones. I think, like you said, I think Ghost Town is on there. Ghost Town is on you know, there. Gangsters they do, they do on like there. Molly's Redemption song with the Bob Marley Redemption yeah, yeah. song that they did was fantastic yeah, that's it a band everybody fantastic. should try to see once and they got they got Terrence Wall back and that's the first time he's he's been singing with them your boys are coming into town the uh, Mac, Mac Sabbath oh Mac Sabbath is playing in August right yeah I think yeah. in Wilmont in, uh, in New Jersey they're playing let's go. I was like let's let's go. I said maybe we might let's have to, to see this <laughs> I am frying pan yeah. <laughs> fucking fantastic so um, next week we'll talk about the jam. We're gonna talk about the jam episode twenty three, and then we're gonna have a two part episode on David Bowie. So we got a lot of good things lined up. And we'd like to apologize for the uh, Bobby Seal. We're going to see if we can uh, redo yeah. that show. I and, had some um, car trouble; couldn't make it up to them on Monday. But and, and uh, thank we got God, there was there was a storm. That yeah. storm was epic. It happened for a reason, you know. Have a good one, brother. All right, take care, man. Um, so, so yeah, it was it was a good because I think if that boat is shaking and rocking, it would have been puking. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been yeah, rough. Diana texted me later. She's like, it was a good thing you didn't come. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also, so yeah, we're going to do um, we're doing the jams. Then we're going to do two parts on David Bowie. 
And then we'll come back. Social we're doing D. Social D. And um, then we're going to touch on the pretenders. That'll be September. And, uh, yeah, it'll so, be September. And that'll probably be the 26th show. And we're moving forward. And I um, just want to thank everybody, too, that's been listening. Uh, you know, everybody on the podcast, we appreciate that. Um, check out the Conspiracy 420. Go on YouTube. Look up Getting Lumped Up. You can find the channel. Subscribe to it. Hit likes as many times as you want. Yep. All right, we're trying to get there, people. We need uh, you know, a few more listeners, and we can start using that name. Yeah, right? we can start using the name. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty much, um, I'm pretty much uh, trying to do everything together on everything, on every single station, whatever the hell I can do. Because um, you know where we pick it up a bunch of people? Where? In, in Ireland, we just picked a bunch of listeners, really? and we picked a bunch of people in the UK. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there, but... You know, the, you know, <laughs> you want to see another time I saw a thing, the conspiracy theory. Yeah. We got like something like 30 listeners in Iran. In Iran. Oh, we're going to start what a revolution the, over there. What the hell? <laughs> Who the hell's listening to us in Iran? I'm Somebody's gonna... listening to it and he's probably like hiding in his closet <laughs> listening, listening to it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh I was God. looking at that thing because I look at the stacks from what country. Uh, we yeah. got like 30 this and they ran. I said, Jesus I know. Christ, what the I, hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so, not a revolution. It's not a revolution. <laughs> so, people, have a good week. Have fun. Thank you. Yep. And don't get drunk. drunk get, get lumped, lumped up. up.